if that was uh, an earthquake, then um, we need to locate some of these dragons that uh, probably not the one that uh, just caused the earthquake. I suspect that was probably Bamory um, doing his thing on that. I mean, it would be nice to be able to head to one of these dragons um, and prevent it from being eaten in some way. Um, perhaps if we can enlist the help of the, the dwarves and any other allies that we might have to um, set up some kind of defence around one of the last dragons. We just basically need to hold out uh, until the, the clock ticks down on the Antikythera. Um, and then the, the deal that we have struck will come to pass. And, uh, and we should have an answer to the problem. How long is it till this countdown then? Do we have a... I think we need to get back up to the uh, Antikythera. As you reach the top, you see a little camp set up, Quarius Hall. It says, we have these visitors here. He indicates a shorter woman wearing a tabard with the crescent moon of the Quisitorium on. He says, this is Sir Aramanth. Standing just beside her is a second knight, a little taller with kind of medium-length hair, he's quite handsome. His tabard bears the mark of Merope's order. This is Sir Alexis. Behind them is a woman, broad-shouldered, fairly young, not dressed as a knight. It says, and this is Ellen Farnside. Sir Aramanthe steps forward and she passes you a scroll case. Okay. Sealed with the sevenfold seal of the church. Have I seen one of these before? Or, um... You have never seen... This is so far above your pay grade. Okay. scroll case and inside is like a piece of vellum which says by this authority is declared Lord Percival Cleft the Knight Commander of all forces of the Western Church oh, poop. all knights will now answer to Percival Cleft before all others sweet his orders are to be considered orders directly from the goddess um, well, thank you for that. Um, Both the knights, like, are now standing on super to, super to attention. Um, I, I order you to make us some breakfast. It's been yes! qu qu quite a lot of steps. <laughs> Sir Alexis says, as you wish. Man, we're going to make these guys hell. <laughs> <laughs> he vanishes into the tent. A minute later, he carves pops out and like you see him going to some like big metal boxes and taking some things out and you realize he's got some bacon in there he's like uh slicing it up and yeah they they just start cooking you a proper breakfast for the first time in a long time i'm gonna time. get percy a slow nod nice 
<laughs> so it uh, it seems we're the, the lucky recipient of um, whatever is left of the uh, of the church forces. We should probably find out what's left of the uh, of our forces. I mean, it might just be these four guys here. <laughs> we'll take a wander back over to them as the the, the cooking. Um, yeah, and yeah. what was their names again? Sorry, so Aramanthi is the Inquisitor. Oh, you're typing. Okay, is Aramanthi a drink? I don't know. Mm. <gasps> the Inquisitor, and they're ninety percent proof. <laughs> <laughs> you look quite shocked by that letter, Percy. Is everything all right? Um, yes, I seem to have failed upwards. So, uh, so, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, it's it, it's useful. Um, I, I I can only assume that it is it is a product of the uh, the compacts that, that we made all those years ago. That is is now sort of starting to uh, uh, as we are reaching close to its conclusion. Um, then there is a little divine intervention going on to uh, to make sure that we get there, or at least assist us on our way. So uh, that's what I'm assuming, at least. But um, I think it's probably good news, uh, depending on what's, what these people can tell us about what it is we've just inherited. Um, so we'll speak to Aramanthi, <laughs> the Inquisitor. So, um, yes. yes. Aramanthi, we've had a, a strange journey um, over the, the last little bit of time. Um, and in a, in a weird way, I think it was always supposed to happen like this. Um, Perhaps. I'm not sure. She's kind of looking at you, but she's also cutting up some mushrooms while she mm. does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can you actually tell me what this means for us? What's what is the strength of our our forces? How scattered are they? Are they concentrated in one particular area or another? How easy is it to communicate with them? She says the communications are a problem. Basically, there are less than half of the forces we once had but it's still a fair number more in the north a few groups have traveled south since the retreat of the ice watchers and since the arrival of the drake to see what's down there so there are scattered groups but communications have been very difficult and that's been our biggest problem really once you get past the area that was invaded it's a lot clearer and the old networks still exist, and we have messengers running mm. everywhere. But down in the southern half of Karis and Sudek, not much. And how are our, or how were our forces being commanded? I mean, prior to this edict, um, was it piecemeal and people just fighting on local levels wherever they could, or d- does anything of a, a centralized structure still remain? We still have most of the preceptors, so they've been leading the command. Arroyo was last seen in the south. As far as we know, he's still alive with a group of Akoni's knights somewhere, but we haven't heard from him when I left for some time. Most of the knights in the north, although battered, are still in one piece. So we have a command structure, but once you're down here, it's much less clear. Mm your Rick Grant's authority over any knights you do find, but there will definitely be some forces who are, who until we consolidate down here, we just don't know about. 
just to to be clear if I remember it correctly, didn't we find Oreo and he he was dead? I thought we didn't. I thought he was one of the bodies. Was he, was, was the... he not one of the bodies in the Priory? No, that wasn't. Well, that was somebody else. No, it? he wasn't. That was uh, the quartermaster Corey. Oh, yeah. Okay. We lost we last saw Arroyo at the end of the journey through winter. When last we saw Arroyo, <laughs> he's got his own spin-off podcast. He was on the the end of that side story. He was one of the group involved in that. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, that's very that's very useful. So, in truth. I, I think we have a clear objective, uh, and it's time to issue a, a rallying call and bring what remains of any fractured forces back together. Um, it may be, if we can intervene and work things out, that we can either uh, we can even lure some of Hector's forces into assisting us as well, but we'll think on that further. For the moment, let's concentrate on trying to rally our forces. So what I would like you to do um, is she flicks the mushrooms into a frying pan and they start oh, to sizzle. Yes. Is, is exactly that. It smells really good. <laughs> a little more pepper. <laughs> uh, and get nice and brown on both sides and, and then then we should be perfect. Um, and then once we've eaten <laughs> breakfast what I would like you to do is um, is recruit some fast riders uh, and have the the word spread through any village settlement any communication network informal or formal that you can um, and let people know that we will be rallying at Arushar uh, and that we will be constructing and lighting a series of beacons and that when we are ready to light those beacons then any knights that are able to see them should follow them and march to Arishar. Um, also, I'd like you to construct a series of beacons. <laughs> <laughs> On the highest points that you possibly can. She says, well, fortunately I think we have people for that because I'm not much of a rock climber. Yeah, alright, those orders are received. I will put them into action as soon as I can. Which will be after breakfast. Hmm. Good idea. Is that what we're going to call the time after we change the world? Instead of like, you know, AD and post things like reckoning. that. We'll just call it post breakfast. Yeah. 2000 PB. 2000 post breakfast. The age of brunch. <laughs> the age of brunch has come. And so, yeah, you do actually get to have finally a proper breakfast. I'm gonna I'm gonna droop a droop an arm over Adam's shoulder. I know that you guys you've never had this in your land, but this this is breakfast, and you're gonna freak out. You're gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> like think of lunch and dinner, but like as soon as you wake up, it is mental. It's so good. <laughs> it is crazy because I don't think they do this in the land of the dead where you're from, do they? Not. <laughs> oh, slap him on the back. Oh, we're having a laugh here today. You nearly made me spill my beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be beans are the part that are very familiar to Adam, obviously, because he's like from more of a cowboy background. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> 
Oh dear. That's nicer than the rations I've been eating for the last however long. Rude. We made those rations. <laughs> <laughs> you literally didn't, you were ghosts. Yeah, how do you... That's it. You were eating your ghost rations. Oh, yeah. That's me and Percy, actually. <laughs> our stomachs have shrunk, so we can't enjoy breakfast as much. We've got used to ghost rations now. We're like, hmm... There's a bit too much flavour in this. L less ghost than we're like used to now. A little bit too tangible. I mean, wait, I've been... Yeah, to be fair, I've been a ghost for 500 years, so I'm starving at this point. <laughs> and not only that, you've also... Then your body has been subsisting on whatever Aquarius could spoon down your throat. And so it's actually, you haven't been well fed, and that's part of why you're so weak. Uh, he like magically regenerated himself, yeah, so, and, but not yeah, his stomach. To be fair, I've been eating bits of old ghosts that I could find laying around hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the memories and the tortured dreams of many a person running around my head. Oh, I love that. A little bit of maple sauce yeah, on oh, top. Love it. A bit of ghost, found a bit of ghost spleen splattered against a rock. <laughs> <laughs> just Whoa, ravenous. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Hoofing it down, found myself an arm. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> Cut, kept the fingers for a snack as I was going along. <laughs> Seasoned with time. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite good, actually. It made him sage. That was less good. <laughs> too far, too far, too far. Gonna try more, like you never know where the gold is. So, you have orders... You have breakfast, and it's quite it's quite late in the day. Like the sun's almost setting, but everyone joins in on breakfast anyway, like a late in the day breakfast. All like, day oh, breakfast. Sometimes, oh, sometimes yes. breakfast is dinner. So we need to check on the antikythera at uh, Arishar. Uh, we need to put together some sort of defence of the dragon. Uh, was it Ramnilan? Was it? Percy, if I may. Uh, yep. Yes. Uh, yes. Do you remember those elves? I wonder if we could get the elves involved as well, actually. I mean, they, they, we don't want to involve them yeah, that much because they were really annoying, but they might help out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> do, do you think that they will, though? Presumably they have their own legends and gods and goddesses involved yeah, in this as well. Like, because, you know, the Sky Singers are, were mortal and now they're I'm gods. I'm still a god. The dragons were once mortal and yeah. now... They're gods, so presumably there's something. I do something feel like there. they're on something. Of a, we're on something of a deadline, and a trip to the elves might not be helpful with meeting. That. No, no, not a trip. <laughs> Just send a letter. Just send a letter asking for help. A short, <laughs> succinct letter. Send a strongly worded email. Postcards. Yeah, you've got responsibilities now, yeah. Percy. You must keep your moral compass in tip-top yeah. condition. Properly <laughs> magnetized. Gonna say, gonna whisper to Percy, but. Bet you're wishing you uh, hadn't walked away from a Coney now. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a Kanye, actually. Oh, fuck. I knew it. Kanye. Do you know what? I feel like had I not, then we wouldn't be where we are. So um, this is this is just how it works out sometimes. Just for you, Tristan. So you shut your little tramp mouth. <laughs> Yeah. God, arrest that man! <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, where was it? Yes, so we need to check on um, the, the countdown at uh, our Shah. We need to mount some sort of defence for uh, Ramnillan. Um, and 
also, um, there was another thing that we... Oh yeah, the other uh, thing was... Um, Ull, uh, not Ullenbriar, Ambithorax. What about him? What about him? Uh, was there something going on with Ambithorax? You were gonna release... Them. He's off. Do we, do we know that? Does Tristan tell us that? Uh, oh yeah, did, I can't remember what we know and what we don't know. Uh, I, I tell everyone everything. You, you know. I've, I've probably <laughs> mentioned it OC at some point, so you know. <laughs> we weren't necessarily OC listening. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, so, so Ambiforex is like testing the defences of this world, right? Yeah, I remember that was happening. Was it only Tristan that knew that? Or, or did we all know it somehow? Yeah, and I've not told anyone. I'm keeping it to myself. Okay. I felt him go. <laughs> I felt him go because I can, I can sense his little... Wet waves now, so I get a good. Okay, cut that last two minutes of conversation then, because I, if I don't know that. No, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it, because why would I not? Yeah. I don't know why you do anything or don't do it. <laughs> I'll give a little bow. I was going to say, I'm not Enigma. I share information when I have it. <laughs> so, yes, there was, there was some other issue that you wanted to raise, Tristan. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the issue about Beforax. Uh, he seems to be uh, quite keen to get his, his grubby little fingers on these dragons as well, it seems. So he's headed off to the... No, we mentioned this. He's headed off to the east. So the plan was, screw that dragon. That dragon's dead. Get to the next one. Mm-hmm. Or just get my magical hell book and then we can try and hide the dragons. Either way, I don't mind. I'm happy either way. My life's work versus you've got unlimited power of the armies so we probably don't need it now i don't know i'm just thinking out loud like not to get too sort of legendy and metaphysical here but but this reckoning that's coming is you know is, is sort of imminent it seems like an end point to the sky singers and it's also turning out to be an end point for the dragons so like i don't know we you going something with that maybe could this be the end for our plucky heroes <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know what my point was. Are you thinking that might be an end for Ambithorax as well? Because isn't that the theory that basically all of this is getting reset? So Ambithorax, the dragons, the sky singing, apart from me, I'll survive, is all men a go. I think it's an end of of the way this things currently stand, yeah. And that's the power locked into the the earth with the, the dragon land wielders and the sky singers... Tired of light. I think they're both coming to an end. Is it going to basically go reset? Everything's... Are we going to remember all of this? Are the people going to carry on as normal? Or does it kind of... Everything gets condensed and then explodes again and there's no memory of these past things and everything just... Or do we just not know how it's going to work? I think we just have to do it to find out. Well, there's still stories of things that happened before the Tide of Light, right? That's like... True. I mean, I don't know what they are because I'm not from here, but... I imagine that people would know that something has happened. So it would be similar to when Banbury stole all the magic. Everything would go on normally, but the magic was lost or changed or gone. Well, you think about, like, you know, Neil and perhaps the the dragon in the north will remember what happened before. We've got the journal. Let's have a a quick read over breakfast. Ben, give us the (laughs) bullet points. <laughs> Tristan immediately spills ketchup. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> covered in brown sauce and grease. And then we just, uh, I'm licking my my shirt on my my tongue and just smudging the letters and all the words are getting raised. 
who like goes to a page and then he's like, wait, I want to go back. He folds over <laughs> the corner and goes back a few pages. Ooh. <laughs> it's the quickest way. It just leaves it open. Or it just <laughs> just yeah, face down with the spine <laughs> bent. I use a little sheath of toilet roll to, uh, as my new bookmark. So fundamentally, if there's something you want to know from that period, we can refer back to it. So we use it kind of like a spout law type resource that gives you access to that part of history so like rather than doing bullets or like here's an outline any if you have a question yeah. a definite question you can use this to find an answer to it all the understanding that i'm working on um is that so prior to the tide of light then um that the world seems to be being attacked by sort of forces of chaos and, and entropy and and the, the fae and the different courts of the fae seems to be um tied up with that um, the, the Tide of Lights brought um, brought order uh, and sort of structure to the world, which made it much more sort of difficult for them to sort of corrupt anything and for them to sort of go running around doing their little fey things. Um, and it seems that that order was brought about partly by the, the Sky Singers ascending, um, so they inhabit some sort of divine plane in which they can... Um, act as law keepers over the, the various sort of rules that sort of exist in the world. Um, and then within the earth itself, you've got these dragons that seem to be pillars of power that also sort of reinforce the, the structure that they brought about. So at the moment, we have law and, and structure um, that keeps the Fey at, at, at bay, but it's all concentrated in uh, in particular places, in the, the Divine Plane, within the, uh, within the Seven Sisters, or whatever other cultures might call them. Um, and key uh, within the earth within these uh, these great dragons that the the earth shapers seem to have become uh, maybe there's other bits to it than that as well that uh, that we haven't encountered and I don't understand but that that's roughly where I think we're at um, so the compact that we made would do something a little bit sort of similar but rather than have these sort of um, concentrations of uh, of power it would dissipate it throughout the world so um, you don't have these sort of law like people that are, are keeping and crafting and creating the um, the rules and the uh, laws of physics of the world um, they're just they just become inherent to everything um, perhaps the forces of chaos um, similarly we draw their power away and sort of spread it absolutely everywhere and perhaps they they can they will have to continue to survive in some way perhaps Perhaps they continue to survive in myth, story, legend, um, and the the kinds of um, constructed imaginations that, that people bring with them, rather than these actual tangible um, entities that are capable of ripping your face off. Um, similarly, sort of magic. Then we would reorder magic so that it's no longer magic, but it becomes logic um, and. Uh, science and, uh, and other such things, and maybe in time as people take time to understand the laws then science will become so advanced as to become indistinguishable from magic in, in certain ways but uh, <laughs> um, but that is the next people's problems if somebody turns up here in about half hour whilst we're having breakfast having just jumped back in time then we'll know that that's what's going to go on but uh, but so far we're, we're all good <laughs> so that, that's how i how i suspect things are going to work but percy like that sounds like my problem. <laughs> oh my god, it's you! <laughs> so, that, so what's your problem then? <laughs> what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. What's your problem? I'll shove Adam backwards, yeah! Well. <laughs> I'm a hype man. 
there are still there are still ways of breaking that system. There are still ways of I know I don't have a solution to that. But that there are still people that that want to you know bring that chaos magic into the world to break the way the world works. Mm. Now I agree with you. I don't think it should be. I don't want to just replace the the seven sisters and the land wielders with just some other deity or some other guardian that, that holds this power. But I, you know, I'm not sure what, you know, I'm not sure what to do. Like my, how, my suspicion is that how other, you know, the chaos will always exist in some form or another, um, and if we can recraft it into um, something that is imagined, like dreams constructs uh, that uh, that don't have physical form then it will continue to persist uh, and sort of chaos will still be able to 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 do its thing it will it's just that it will do it um in the in the imaginations and in the stories and the legends of uh, of the people that inhabit the planes yeah. Yeah. Um, but and if you've got a better idea then let, let's do that and fix your problem as we're doing it not yet but I still I've just you know I've been been on this quest for a little while now and i don't feel like i'm coming up with a lot that can save my i mean my people one thing at a time <laughs> we'll save ours then we'll get around to yours if there's time later yeah but i i nearly spent like the rest of my life dancing in a fey court like i could have easily forgotten my whole quest so there you go but... problem solved there you go now you're now you're getting the hang of it now you're getting the hawk way <laughs> So, yeah, explain to us more about the issues that your people are facing. You, you say that there's people that are trying to manipulate chaos magic to, to break apart these rules. In what way is that, that happening? Ben? <laughs> oh, yeah, now you're wishing you hadn't spoken up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't think I've ever, I don't think I've actually fought any chaos beasts. No, mostly you've been fighting with the Broken Wheel and the Crocodile Lords. Yeah. Just... Um, and so their goal is more short-term power at long-term cost, effectively. Yeah. The war that confronts you is difficult because the people willing to use the short-term power have a massive advantage over the people unwilling to use it. And what is it that the... What is this, this short-term power that they're willing to use? The way they're gaining this power is effectively by breaking parts of the world so that they will break the way trees grow within an area or the way water flows and take the power from that. It started out with small things but they got more efficient at harvesting it so things that once fitted with the natural order that order is broken and they take the power that held it. In a way, it sort of sounds like sky singing. If they're fundamentally manipulating the... Uh, what I would know is the, the music of the world. It's more like, imagine if you had the music of the world and by cutting a guitar string, you could get the power of that music quickly. Hmm. But you would never be able to play that string again. Ah, okay. So the the issue that you face then, Adam, is that we are going to these big concentrations of power. We're going to level it out and send it everywhere. Um, and now some enemy that faces you has worked out how to how to go to 
these small places and crack a little bit of it open. And that might not be completely world-changing, as killing one of these dragons well, here right now is, but it's enough when you when you scale it up to start causing problems. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is why I need your help, yeah. because it, you know these are concepts that are difficult for me to understand. So we need to have regard to that when we're doing our thing, don't we? Um, and I suppose we either need to make it really difficult for them to be able to break apart that in the first place, but they are doing it, so I'm, I assume that they will continue to do it. I mean, if, if we established whether I mean, where you come from, is that just somewhere else that is governed by our rules, or is this some future point um, that is subject? It's here on our plane of existence. But it's... Well, this is what I was going to say, because I don't know if we established how Adam came into the Land of the Dead. Have Have you explained how you got there, Adam? Because if his land is connected to our Land of the Dead... It definitely is. Yeah, yeah. so... I think you know that. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it has to be if he's in our Land of the Dead. So does that not tie in with potentially him being far into the future or something? Or that all of the lands are connected via the Land of the Dead? And if we can do something to change something there it will have a knock-on effect to all the worlds if that's what it is that are attached to the land mm. of the dead how did you get to the land of the dead there was a there was a ritual that our our mage scholars devised that would take me to the land of the dead and in your world you knew of the land of the dead as somewhere you went when you died or this was the first time you'd heard of it or uh, we, 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 well, we knew there were lands beyond death. Yeah. You have the same sort of magic we do, or, or were you like, whoa, holy crap, you guys use magic? <laughs> mm, yeah, that's a fairly key point, isn't it? Yeah, we don't have magic in the same way. Some of the things you're talking about, Percy, like kind of logic and, and engineering, that's what we have. I mean, I'm gonna call it. I said he was from the future ages ago, guys. Come on. <laughs> this is why I said, does your land mass look like a massive cat? No. Well, I think he is... I mean, it, it might be an oversimplification to say that he, he comes from the, the future because time might not just be as linear as all, all that. But he, he certainly comes from... Ourselves. He certainly seems to come from a land that has been shaped by the thing that we're about to do. Mm. But yeah, we don't have the same sort of legends about the Seven Sisters and things that you do. Where have your gods come so. from, then, like? You have do you, gods do you and have gods or do you, do you simply have philosophies and followings? We do have gods and religion, uh, but its focus is more like ethics and uh, rather than okay. metaphysics. And not not so interventionalist. Yeah. So what what's the point that we're getting to? I guess my point is is that can we like think about like what happens when the next threat comes yeah. along, as well as resolving the and, reckoning and... now. That, yeah. That's my and I think point. we're because the other things will happen maybe in the future. Where me and Tristan were were trying to get to was was just trying to establish whether the land that you're from is a product of of what we're attempting to to do right. or has been directly influenced by what we're attempting to, to to do. And it, I think it sounds like it probably is. It's connected. It has to be. If, yeah. If the, the sorts of things that you're explaining, like the the science, engineering, logic, that's that's what we're aiming for. Do you recognise our names? Yeah, we asked that, didn't we? Hmm. It was only because the king 
said mm. to find us. In fact, yeah, afraid so. Wait, why have we not thought more of this whole the king knows who we are malarkey? I think Adam probably said at the time that the king said there were people. The king said there were people seeking to reshape the world. How does he know that? And that he'd. Well, that's an interesting question. Because we yeah. dig down in I mean, he history. was dead at the time. He had been dead for and a long he, time. And this was in been... the land of the dead. This was. Yeah. In the Why land have we of not gone dead, to? Yeah. Well, I mean, we we basically need to go and chat to that dude for one. Next time we're in the land of the dead. Yeah. Well, that's open to you. For sure. Uh, my other question was, and uh, my final question was, uh, of Percy. So, the accord that we've struck is that now. You cannot have another accord, or in a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand years, there will be another accord where the things that we've tried to eliminate can come back and say, we're still here, now we want to rewrite the rules again. Or are we trying to go for a permanent switch? I think that the reason that we're able to have an accord is that at the moment, the world order is dictated by the whims of divine beings. If we're getting rid of the divine beings, there's no one really to have an accord with after that. But that's still only our theory. Yeah, I, I'm sure there will be yeah. ways to to break yeah. all this if people try hard enough. Um, it, it, and that is that. That's where Adam is seems to be um, coming in. And if we know, if we got a little bit of insight into what is going to attempt to break it, then I agree we can try to write something in. The, I think the thing that we were probably going around in circles on is. If it's happening, then clearly whatever we do doesn't work, does it? <laughs> if it's directly in the future from our timeline. But if it's an associated realm that is just subject to the same rules, then actually that's slightly different. Because that's, that's not directly following in time from, from what we're doing now. That is, it's just something that's uh, being affected by, what, uh, by how we're writing them. We could leave a message chiselled into well, a rock. Uh, yeah. Why would King Ramashore... Why would King Ramashur send me here if you know I can't bring anything back? I can't I can't bring a sky singer back. I can't bring a land wheel back. Oh can't you? I'm gonna explode because... into a ball of light. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could have also been that it could have been something we'd missed that we can now, knowing what Adam has told us, can write in or deal with. Maybe maybe it is something as simple as Amberforax is able to just hide, like I did in hell, hide in a little crack and just like a little acorn is enough that he can still sprout. So it might be something that we just have to write in. Tristan, when you say that name, your relationship with the harmony of the world is a little different now. And you feel almost like something has walked across a strand of harmony in the distance when you say that name. And you don't know which way it went. Uh, what? Not like a little ping drop in a map saying where he is. It's just that I know he's out there. You just get a sense, and you don't know whether that means he has a sense of you as well. Okay, I'm wondering. I'll uh, wondering if I should set again and see if I can sort of pinpoint echo location where he's gone. So, are you kind of sending your senses out into the world? Yeah, I'm going to see if I can follow the ripples of that ping to the source, like following yeah, back each sure. line so I can find where that pebble is, but I'm going to do it tentatively and cautiously. Yeah. So what does it look like when Tristan's doing this? I think that at first it was kind of like mid-conversation, Tristan's like, yeah, and the other, huh? As if I've heard an, a noise <laughs> in the distance and everyone's, so I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And I'm going to 
put one hand to my ear and I can use it's like I'm using my bat like hearing. Yeah, yeah. Like you do in the dark. And in fact, maybe as I'm talking, I'm like, boo, boo, boo. I'm sending my <laughs> echolocation out. So I, I like you doing that as you're talking. I'm holding up a finger to everyone to say, ah. Yeah, you're like, I'm still talking, boo, but also I want you to boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're focusing out in the distance. A little like before, think about a pond skater mm. and the way it feels something heavy on the water, like in the distance, but the curve of the water is drawn into yeah. it so it can feel the ripples far away. And you have that feeling like a shark moving in the distance, a little like you had recently, but there's a difference this time because after a moment it splits and you sense two sharks out there. Shit, what? I don't know if that's mine or somebody else's, but I can hear a pickle sign. That's me. I won't say anything. Sorry, it's gone. That's all right. He is a siren. <laughs> He's trying to get people to come to his shores. His collection of deodorants. Um, uh, yeah, go. You inhaled, Gwyn. That's a clear <laughs> sign of a question coming. We all heard it. I was breathing. Yeah, you said you had a um, Yes, Gwyn. <laughs> Um, so my, <laughs> my, well, Ben, <laughs> uh, well, this, this part, Pete, I, I belongs to you. Because, <laughs> like this, this is, this is Adam's world. So, how many Ben's just walked yeah. off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. I've just, yeah, I've, I've had enough. I've just drawn the curtains. <laughs>